Welcome to Not Your Enemy Speak Out Sessions with hosts Shannon Reynolds of Visionary Creative Concepts and Branding and Jared L. White, the man behind the creative brand Tim K. Unlimited. Together, they are the co-creators of the Not Your Enemy Collections. The Not Your Enemy Speak Out Sessions are a forum to continue conversations amongst Black artists, creatives, and cultivators. We are excited for you to join our conversation. This is Not Your Enemy Speak Out Sessions. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. It is another episode of the Not Your Enemy Speak Out Sessions. I'm your boy, Mr. Jared O. White, here with my girl, my partner in crime, Shannon. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. Um, but we also have to shout out to DMX, RIP DMX. Um, I don't know when this, this will be played, but on today we lost DMX. Um, he is a rap veteran, a rap legend. So definitely wanted to shout him out and pay our respects. Yes. Yes. What a legend. Facts. Um, this afternoon, um, on this episode, it's just Shannon and myself. We I love these um you too. <laughs> just you <laughs> and I conversations. Yes. Um, and we're gonna talk about something that she and I have touched a little bit on the show, but also offline um with um our friends and together. This thing called imposter syndrome and how it affects us, where it comes from, um, why does it keep showing up? Um, I feel like you brought that to my attention when we were doing the Not Your Enemy collection last year. Right. And you mentioned sometimes I doubt myself. And I was like, you know what? I do doubt myself. I'm right there with you. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't know why and I didn't understand why. And then when I started to go down that rabbit hole, and I've heard the term before, I think it's one of those these buzzwords that people are bringing up a lot, but it does have a lot of validity. Um, and I have been faced with it a couple of times throughout my career. So I'm glad that we're having this conversation today. Yay. So I'm really excited for today. I'm really excited for this conversation. So I figured the best way to start out would be to actually define or describe what imposter syndrome actually is. And so Google's our friend. And I'm going to read it too. Um, shout out to so, the Googler. Shout out. <laughs> imposter syndrome is loosely defined as doubting your abilities, and feeling like a fraud. It is uh, disproportionately affects high achieving people who find it difficult to accept their accomplishments. Many question what question whether they are deserving of their accolades. So that's that's one um, description of it. And then another one that we have is um, oh wait hold on wait a minute wait a minute you see how quick stuff just gets deleted. <laughs> okay, here we go. So some of the um, the common signs of imposter syndrome include self-doubt, um, an inability to realistically assess your, uh, assess your competence and skills, um, attributing to your success, um, attributing your success to external factors, other than something other than you. So those were two like definitions of it. Um, I think a lot of people do it and are unaware of that's kind of what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's really common in millennials. Right. And I'm, uh, I'm I'm shocked about how it affects high achieving people because you would think that that's the group that wouldn't nope. would know that the, what their skill sets are and what their talents are and they can be put in certain situations whether it's new to them or um, 
part of their daily uh, routine and that they will shine bright, but it's not. Yeah, I think that that kind of goes in line with like, we are our own worst enemies. We are our biggest critics. And so I think the high, high achieving people, I'm going to put us oh, in the category. We check that, that we, box. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm we, not the stressed out not to be a high achieving person. Right. <laughs> so we literally put so much um, stress and stuff on what we do that of course we're like we're our worst critics we're like we could do better or we feel like we're failing or we feel like we're not doing enough because if we're achieve- we're on that level mm-hmm. then there's always you know when you're on a pedestal there's always someone to knock or something to knock you off right and I think that that is something that you know high achieving people feel that pressure of like I gotta stay where I'm at or mm-hmm. get higher um so uh what are some like what are the triggers for your imposter syndrome like what makes you doubt yourself uh anything that I do creatively (laughs) that whole gambit of things because there's so many different levels of uh, creativity and what you're doing and how you bring it about what it looks like everyone has a different eye you know what you like someone else may it just it's just whatever you just have to really own that space and that was something that I growing up I was always into just being a smart guy and being very book smart and, you know, a little bit of street smarts growing up in the hood, but um, having not that eye of like creating something or I always, I always thought art or creativity was drawing or painting. But then when I realized I had that eye for how things look and what looks good, and I started to, to ease into that a lot more, but creatively is where I feel like my imposter syndrome kicks in the most because there's so many people in that field so many people in that lane I didn't go to school specifically for design or uh, styling or fashion these are all the things that I picked up along the way because I just like the way shit looks you know Um, and understanding that there have been there's people who are educated in this and have been doing this for years decades you know how Sometimes it is how dare I come in and do these things. Um, when it comes to work and my nine to five and, and my career, um, that's just been something that I think I have been growing over time. So I, I understand what I can do. And I, I feel really good about that. You know, um, tell me about yours. What about yours? Um, so I think for me, uh, if we even, okay. So if we go back to college, right. And being like in charge of the radio station, there was always like this doubt of, hey, you know, someone could be better than me that's doing this job. And like, I don't know what I'm doing. And it's a lot of self-doubt and like um, reflection on what my capabilities are versus others. So it's a comparison of, okay, well, that person probably knows more me, knows more about this or, you know, so that was an issue for me, I think early on that's kind of transcended over time. Um, and so I was always questioning like, you know, am I the right fit? Am I the right person? Could there be someone else in charge that can run this radio station better than me? I mean, I was very successful. No, you know, I'm patting myself on the back for that, but I'm just saying the thought process there was like, I'm, mm, I am messing this up. And, you know, then transitioning out of college and going to, you know, a nine to five, um, you know, the baby boomers of the world were kind of in the, you know, management roles. And a lot of their comments were about millennials and, you know, oh, millennials think, you know, they're lazy or they just expect, you know, to come in and not work and get all this money. And so I literally wanted to debunk that. And so I, you know, I worked and 
So even when it got to the point where I was like, hey, I'm I'm doing all these things. Do I, you know, can I get more money? And there was a lot of reflection of like, well, do I deserve this money or just, is it just me? And, you know, is it, am I being a millennial stereotypical, just wanting more, more, more without doing the work? So it was like a lot of like self-doubt. And I still run into that today where I'm like, do I deserve this money? Or is this just me feeling like, I, I'd like, you know, I'm doing nothing, but I need to get all this glory and, and raise. But I feel like now I'm a little bit more mature, but those thoughts still like linger where it's like, am I really deserving of this promotion or this increase, this merit increase? Like it's always a doubt because I'm really positioning myself based off how other people see me um, versus like my success is driven off how other people see me um, and not internally and i don't know how to get out of that when you're in corporate america because well let's talk you've mentioned corporate america let's let's talk about the nine to five and the lack of representation sometimes that causes um an imposter syndrome because you necessarily don't have anything to model after was that uh kind of some of your issues as well yeah i mean i think i didn't i mean for a long period of time um in my first nine to five like i was the only you know, black woman, uh, black person. And then when I was, you know, introduced to other black people, it was maybe like 5% of mm-hmm. the company, if mm-hmm. that. And we were all in different stages, different degrees of our lives, like, you know, married with children. I was 20, you know, again, in my 20s, uh, first job. So it was just like, you know, um, there was little guidance. Um, and the guidance I did get was from somebody that was um, a white woman. She was in her late twenties that was giving me advice and it was very helpful advice, but also uh, our outcomes were different. You know, mm-hmm. like um, I didn't get as much support or movement when I made an argument. Like, you know, hey, like I have to prove that I did this, this, and this to get a 5% raise. You know what I mean? And I have to come up with a report and a presentation. And even that was like, okay, well, am I asking for too much? You know, just questioning, like, is this too much? Am I doing too much? Am I being too much? Am I, you know, not showcasing my worth enough? Like it was a lot of like, okay, or should I be here? Am I Am I a subject matter expert, even though I know this stuff, like the back of my hand, mm-hmm. like, I could always be better. I could always do better, which I think goes back to, you know, being an overachiever or high at a high level of achievement. Right. You're always like, I can do better. I could be better. I can learn more. Mm-hmm. True. I said, what are your thoughts on like nine to five? I know we can talk all day about that. I just, I went into working corporate America with the idea of like, I'm going to get out of it at some point. So let me just, it, it never really got to me on that level when I was first started out. Um, I should say now, when I first started out, I was an assistant for about 10 years of my career. So I just had someone um, that pretty much told me what to do or how to do certain things. And I just took that as an opportunity to learn um, as much as about the business. Uh, but when you're starting to learn things over time, you're like, well, I'm actually learning these things. I know what the hell I'm being requested, what's being requested of me and what I need to do. Um, so it's difficult um, 
when that imposter syndrome starts to set in because you're like, well, I know this stuff backwards and forwards. Like I've been a part of these conversations. Um, But I think a lot of times it does come back to the lack of representation and you're not seeing anyone to model things after. And and then you're realizing that you're trailblazing um, a bit of a lane for yourself because you don't have anybody else to model after. Um, And that's where sometimes I, I feel like I have that imposter syndrome because I'm not the only person, but then sometimes I don't. Cause I'm like, it's just me. Like I'm, I've created, I built this, I got myself here. So right. I clearly know what the hell I'm doing. If I get to this point, it may not look like everybody else's or whatever. It may, the journey may not be the same, but I did use my own salt to get here. So uh, yeah, I feel like some days like we flip flop where it's like, mm-hmm. I'm like, you are more than capable. What are you talking about? Like when you're down here, so I'm like, what are you saying? Like, right. you know, you know, this like the back of your hand. I also think it's easier to like, and tell me if I'm wrong. I think it's easier to see the success mm-hmm. and the capabilities and the worth and all that stuff and somebody else, mm-hmm. even if you have your own imposter syndrome versus you like reflecting on yourself saying, Hey, I'm, you know, I'm capable. like. I am where I'm supposed to be. Like, Mm -hmm. this is, you know, I am, this is me. I am knowledgeable, you know, um, and not fear success. I feel like people fear success because they feel, they fear failure, but it's only internal. Like I can, like, I tell you this all the time. Like I see other people like win, like, I want you to win. I want you to be successful. And I see that and I can encourage you. But for me, it's like, ah, I can always use some work. I can use some work, (laughs) but it's true though. When you're already doing everything that you could possibly do. So does that, so how do you feel? Like that makes, when does that, when do you have those moments when I, you feel like you can do some work? Like when does that pop in the most for you? Do some work like on my, like for me personally? Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, I don't think it's a time. I, I think it's more of like, um, like a feeling and I think for you like what you said you feel most like an imposter creatively wise Mm -hmm. I actually think it's the opposite for me like I'm like ain't nobody can tell me nothing Mm -hmm. like I'm because I mean because if you're creating I'm creating you don't have to like it you don't you know what I mean but I think it's mine I think when I'm doing the work for others on behalf of others there's a lot more um added stress added like Oh my God, am I doing this right? But sure. if it's just, you know, if I'm creating and I'm and I'm the leading force, sure. I think there's a little bit less of an imposter because I'm, you know, I'm doing me versus like having to go and 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 play a role in someone else's kind of environment, circus, sure. whatever you want to call sure. it. True. Sure. Fact. And I think that's that's what it boils down to because sometimes you do feel like you're playing a role. Yeah. In somebody else's playground. So you then have to fit yourself into this mold. And right. then that leads to another breakthrough here on the Not Genius We Got Sessions, because that makes sense to me. Right. And then like the pressures of or the how someone else measures success, right? Because right. we might not measure it the same way. And I think that if you're in the corporate world, you are measured by someone else's success, <laughs> not your own. True. Um <laughs> I think when it, when I talk about the creative portion, it's because you're put, it's being out there for display. Like yeah. now we're out here, we're it's putting judgment. Your, yes, yes. You know. Yes. But and it's, it, but it's, but it's yours. So you're creatively, like if we use not your enemy, for example, like we were like, oh, let's hire like a graphic designer. And then you started to create. And it was like, once your babies came out and your designs came out, you're like, oh my God, like. Right. 
you know, I love it. Like you rock it. Like, I don't, you know, I don't care. We, we do care, but like in the mindset, it's like, this is still great. This is dope. This is what I created. You have a love and an affirming love for it. Um, I don't necessarily think that's the same when I go to go to work nine to five. It's just like, it's, it's a job, but I want to do it well. Yeah. Um, so do you find, like, and I think we kind of talked about this a little bit. Do you find that you compare yourself a lot to others and others achievements like equate to your own? It, it, it drives me. It makes me want to do things differently. Um, I see, I come over different worlds. I'm an only child. I was always be the, the loner kid. So I was always on the outside looking in and that may have been me placing myself in that position, but I always was the one growing up observing and like taking bits and pieces oh I like that or that looks cool or that looks interesting so it wasn't a level of comparing it was more so how can I get that like what can I do to for me to get that so that I can either emulate that do it better and make it my own that's that's how I'm always looking at things um social media of course has been jumping ahead there but that has been you know of course that aids um aids or adds to the that feeling of comparing but it's always to figure out how I can do it myself and do it better yeah but so okay I'm gonna I'm gonna play devil's advocate on this because yes you are a loner only child like you you create your own lane right right right. but do you ever look at someone else's lane like okay I need to get I like how I know we do it <laughs> right yeah to inspire like how do we do that to, to how do we take that and make it our own though like that's that's my thing it's like never I, a form of stress though sorry my can you hear that ding dong okay good is it ever a form of stress stress or do you or, like when someone's on a beach yeah <laughs> <laughs> well I'm just saying because you know we can all run the race <laughs> you could all run the race and be like like look to the left and be like yo how how their sneakers still not dirty and mine are like you know what i'm saying like i get you i get you i get you yes when it comes to trying to figure out like i said when you when i'm trying to figure something out like so why isn't this moving like that yes does it come with some signs of stress possibly but not to the point of like losing my mind over it i should say I'm gonna pull this. We're gonna pull this out of you because I we had these separate conversations. So imposter syndrome means you are doubting yourself. Okay, yeah, all right. Okay, I get what so, you're saying. I get what you're saying. If you are running the race and you're like pulling creativity, but you know, if you're looking and comparing yourself to other achievements, uh-huh. you're like, well, you know, I'm doing the same thing, but it's not working. <laughs> We're gonna be totally transparent on this episode. Or you feel well, like we're an imposter. Game, that's everything that we do. <laughs> right. It's like we, we feel like we are imposters. Like, but once again, it still goes back to like, well, how can I figure out like what are we like if you're so much stress, the stress is causing me is like trying to figure out well, what the fuck did everybody else do? Right. You know what I'm saying? So like I've sat back and looked at everybody else's shit, and I'm like, well, how did y'all get there? Like, what else do I need to do? But then when you realize everyone's looking at you with the same type of right I said that again like oh you're doing so great really because we don't feel it like I'll y'all I'll give example because Jared's Jared's being shy but this is not going to be speak out sessions and this is a safe space to be honest so (laughs) you know we are doing this podcast right and we are that's okay having these conversations 
about, you know, hey, like listen to our podcast. And me and Jared were like, we're not really, this is, we're not really podcasters. We just, you know what I mean? But like, we are podcasters. Yes. But the self-doubt is like, okay, we don't got the right mics yet. We don't got our studio. I, I got the right mic. <laughs> I'm talking about overall. <laughs> Jared is trying to sugarcoat this so hard. He is sugarcoating this. I'm not because having 2,500 downloads and I'm, I'm feeling myself. But, we, <laughs> but right. But, but that, see, that's but awesome. that took us. So how, let's talk about that real quick. How about, aren't there times where you feel like like I'm not in the imposter syndrome mood right now. Is it, don't you have those moments where you're like, I'm feeling good about my shit today? Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yes. <laughs> I, I mean, I do. I think that when okay, so let's talk about that. Yeah. There are wins and losses when you when you have imposter syndrome. Like when okay. you like okay, so we've gotten 2,500 downloads, or you got that promotion, right? Then this feel the feeling of like, yeah, I did it, and then you in there and you're like, what's next? Or yeah. Yeah. like. Yeah. Should I really have twenty five hundred dollars? Like, what no, is it really accurate? That. No, that ain't never happened. That not, not at all. Me. <laughs> like, are we deserving? Really, people want to hear us talk. People, like, yeah, I get you. You are, yeah. you are, you are full of malarkey right now. <laughs> That's fine. Malarkey. Malarkey. <laughs> um. So. But even at the job, like your new job, you're like, you knew a new promotion. It's like, yeah. do I really like, we've had conversations for your nine to five where you're like, you're right. You're right. A new you're position. Right. And I think the thing like, is also, like I've been in things now, we've been doing it for a little bit of time. And I think that's, that's what goes back to a lot of it, where this the general feeling of this is that it doesn't last long, you know, and yeah. it, it just, but then it goes to the next thing that you're working on. You right. Know? So I don't think, I, so I will say, I will say, I don't think imposter syndrome for everybody mm-hmm. is like, I feel this way all day, every day, 24 right. seven. Right. I think that there are certain instances that it triggers you to feel like you're an imposter. You don't belong. You're not worth it. You know, you're not capable. You're, you know, it's a, I really like, um, there was an article about it just questioning whether it was a, a medical disorder. It's not, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's um, a result of something mm-hmm. else. So mm-hmm. it could be result of self-doubt like it said in a thing like you're doubting yourself you're doubting your capabilities therefore imposter syndrome when you're in a corporate you know place or you're creating something you feel like you are not capable of success you feel like you're not worthy of the success that you have and so I think you can have feelings of that and it can go away but that still was imposter syndrome you feel like you're not meant to be where you are I just preached the whole word just now, didn't I? You did that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think we both do it. Yes, we, we do it all the time. Yeah, yeah, we do. We do. We do. Um, and I'm I'm being silly, but we do do it all the time. I just there are just those moments where you, when I tap into like, okay, well, I, I yes, I. It's having the courage to that to push through. Like I had right. that doubt in the beginning, right. was unsure about it didn't you know whether it's podcasting whether it's designing the t-shirts whether it's hopping on the ig live there was doubt on my behalf every step of the way um you were the one that was championing a lot of these things and coming up with those ideas but now that i've done them i'm like oh i'm actually cool with it like i don't care what the reaction is is or isn't right i did it you know so then once that that monkey's off my back i'm like whatever (laughs) yeah right (laughs) so Let's talk about that real quick. So yes. Instagram Live, right? Yes. 
what we do. The lives of like I do love. <laughs> like, do you feel like social media plays a role in how or impacts like how you view yourself and your success? Like, what we're doing. Yes, one hundred and ten percent. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why though. Because the one now we're going. I'm backtracking a little bit. It is. It's just an influx of things and content and people and ideas and everyone has a, a place to speak and, and give their uh, ideals ideas and everyone's an expert on something in social media right. and you feel like you need to measure up to that when all you need to measure up to is you yourself and what you got so I'll say this and I just thought about it I think for social media what happens is it makes people, especially if you are, you know, creating anything uh, in a safe space, because we talk about there's no original idea. Mm-hmm. I think that social media makes it apparently obvious or makes you probably probably feel very unoriginal. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Where you're like, yeah, I got this. I got this dope idea. And then all of a sudden your, t- your timeline's flooded mm-hmm. with the same shit. And you're like, mm-hmm. what? Okay, like, and, and then and someone might do it better in right. your in your mind, right? And it's difficult because I think we we can we remember original thought, like we are from. Right. I think we're like that last generation where we can actually see where something started, right? And even if there were some references to that thought, it was still new, like it was still as new as it could possibly be. But right. there is no original thought anymore, and it's hard when, like I said, when it gets to your creative, especially that that's when that creativity bug gets into me because of the fact that you, I I want to create something that's new and different and evokes a new emotion, but sometimes it come across just as the next person. But, but then again, did it, did it land that way? It doesn't feel like that because it's still new from you to your people. And why does it even matter how it feels to somebody else? Sometimes you just need your core people in your, to be the people that are watching you and rooting you on. And I think when we, and if we're talking about imposter syndrome based on social media, when we start to concern ourselves with everybody else, that's when we get messed mm-hmm. up with this. You know, and right. I think for us, that's where we have found our sweet spot. It's like, we just have, we have our people who know what we're doing. Yep. They're supporting it. We have people who may be um, curious about what we're doing. Right. And we may have people who just don't fuck with it. You know, if we keep messing around and and focusing in social media world, the the three lanes over, that's where we get messed up. But yes, it it doesn't, I didn't answer your question, doesn't impact the view of myself. Yeah. Yes. Some days it happens. Um, And what, like I said, that's because sometimes I want to go sit out on the beach and I want a nice car outside and, you know, it's more so the FOMO shit. Yeah, but, but, but then when I, you realize how long, how much it took for people to get that one picture, yeah, <laughs> right. But I also think like it—it's kind of a little bit like imposter. We all are imposters in social media. Yeah, like I feel like imposter syndrome sometimes is a is a FOMO of some you yeah. know of some sorts, right? Yeah. You feel like you're missing something. You're missing out on something. Something is missing in you in order for mm-hmm. you to be successful. Yeah. So like social media. I'm glad, so glad that you said that. <laughs> Cause I don't know. Social media to me, is like every, so I go back to the, the, um, the presentation we did for the high school students. You're gonna doubt yourself. We are in the stage of like, you are constantly um, met in the mirror with yourself. And then you're also, um, 
constantly seeing other people do stuff and and promote things and social mm-hmm. media has just made it where you know people aren't moving in silence um and I'm not saying that's a bad thing but unfortunately what that does to the psyche is it's like oh let me see what they're doing and let me compare and oh why are we not there yet and oh why are we you know what I mean like I think that yes of course like I think anybody that says like social media doesn't impact them is like full of shit right no you know like no, right. <laughs> no yeah, shame I can't, I can't shit that But you know what I'm saying? Like you're full of, and I think that people consciously make a decision not to be on social media so that they're not impacted, understanding that if they are on social media, there is going to be an impact. There is going to be a like, well, comparison of why I'm this way, why they're that way, or that's successful. And I I do the same thing. And we're, you know, I'm nowhere near that. Like, I feel like that comparison is natural because we're human and we're very like self-absorbed people. It's not no shade, y'all. I'm just saying we are very much self like hey you what, should be because right. everybody else is for self right um, but yeah that's that's all no, I, I think you hit on something or touched on you touched on it with the, like the whole just like if you are not somewhat shaped by what's happening in the social media world you are bullshitting yourself do you but do you but how do you stay current that this is getting off topic because i'm curious like do you how would you even stay current if you're not even on social media See the catch twenty two with that. See the catch like in you know social media is part of my job. So yes. then instead you got to separate it because like I, I work on it. So a lot of people that do social media for work like really are not about it otherwise. And mm. some people are. I think that if you're trying to stay current and present, if this is the industry that you want to be in, it's going to be very hard for you to ignore right. or talk about social media doesn't impact right. you. I think what needs to happen is I think that you know therapists talk about this you my therapist has it's like you need to make sure that your social media is catered to you right and so meaning that you know if something is going to trigger you understand that maybe you should cater your social media so that you're Mm -hmm. not triggered in a negative way Mm-hmm. And you have all control of who you follow, what you see, what you get tagged in, like all that stuff is you're able to control that. And so that's the only control that you can do to filter how mm-hmm. social media impacts you if you have to use it. Um, but me, I just don't care. I'm like, you know, I get distracted and I'm like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> and but I'm like, that rabbit hole. <laughs> yeah, but I, I mean, for me, social media is like, I think. Now we're going to really get off topic, but it's not. We're going to come back. Yeah. I think for me, and I talked about this in another podcast episode, social media for a while was like, I was, I was putting on the fluff. Like, you only going to see this stuff. And so when I started to post real things, people had an issue with it. And then I was like, oh my God, like, I'm not successful. People are judging me. But you know, like the overwhelming thing of like, I can't even post a, a freaking quote without people, you know what's going on with her? Is she okay? And so for me now, social media is like, I don't really care. Like I'm gonna post whatever I want. And you know, it's no one's ever going to come to your face directly and say, it's always like backdoor conversations. Anyway, when we're talking about somebody on social media, we don't talk crazy, but we're like, Oh, did you see them post that? Did you, you know what I mean? We never say that to them, their face. True. Like you text them and we'll say, just hey, like, you, we'll just send it in someone else's DMs and be and talk shit. Right. So that's, but do you know what I'm saying? Like, nobody goes to the person, like, hey, you okay? So it's like, why am I going to spend my time caring about what other people are feeling with my post when I know my intent? And if we're really cool and you really are invested in what I'm trying to say, you would message me, but you don't. So I don't care. Right. And the, moral, and the moral of the story is that stop 
we have to figure out ways to stop caring about others. That's really what it is. Opinions yes. about us, what you're doing, because it really doesn't matter what someone eat don't make me shit. You know, right. and that's such a hard, I don't understand why we, we can't understand that because I still deal with that yes. to this day, that that's something that's still, that I'm still struggling with. Even when people feel like I'm being the most confident or the most right. whatever, right. like I'm still trying to figure it out myself. I'm glad that I can help other people reach their confidence, but yes. just know that I'm. We struggling with y'all. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's a. Uh, like just to circle, do a full circle moment. I think that um, imposter syndrome is kind of tied into a, a thought or a care of what other people think. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, because if you're an imposter, you feel like you're imposter in somewhere into somebody. And it could be, yes, you feel like you're not adequate, but what makes you feel that way? And it comes back to like, okay, it's somebody what someone else thought. It's right. how someone else made you feel like, okay, when I was growing up, I didn't feel capable. So like now I'm an adult and I don't, I still don't feel capable. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I still feel like that's a major factor is people care too much. People think. Right. And talk, and, but talk more about that in the voice. So that's what it is that that imposter syndrome is that little guy or little woman mm-hmm. or a little what uh, being in your head that is telling you, you can't, you, you shouldn't. Oh my God, they're looking. Oh my God, you, you right. messed up. That's, that's that little thing in your head. Yes. Um, and you just have to essentially turn that inner critic into your biggest cheerleader. Yeah, I, I would agree. And I think, um, you know, uh, in regards to um, a previous episode with Yeti that's that's coming out, but, um, uh, you know, affirmation, affirming yourself, mm-hmm. you know, telling yourself. I mean, I think we talked about this a lot this season, but just telling yourself you're capable um, telling yourself you're worthy, um, keep affirming yourself until that voice is shut down because that's really what it is. You know, you walk into a room, you need to be confident, um, in yourself and your capabilities, what you're bringing to the table, um, anywhere you go. I don't care if you're doing your own business, if you're working a nine to five, if you're, if you, you know, whatever you're doing. Um, like I, I, I think I said this in the beginning of the episode, you, we are our own worst critics. Nobody could be meaner to them, you know, to you than yourself. Um, at least in my case, I'm just being honest. But um, <laughs> so I think and that's that, facts. Yeah, like once you get to the point where you're like, okay, even if you got to give your pep talk in the morning, in the mm-hmm. afternoon, and evening, mm-hmm. if that's what you got to do, you just be like, I'm capable. Mm-hmm. Like, and you could be real specific. Like, I'm capable of doing this job today. I'm capable of getting my, you know, I'm worthy of a raise. If mm-hmm. you know, um, I'm I'm worthy to receive everything that's being given to me right now. Like all that stuff um, is important, I think, to like combat imposter syndrome because a lot of people feel like they don't deserve things. And that's, you know, that starts with you. You got to fix that in you. I did my affirmations before we hopped on this podcast and that's why I was bullshitting. That's <laughs> <laughs> how you were like, I don't know what you're talking about, Shannon. I'm like, oh, are we going to do that? Okay, got it. Got it. Got it. <laughs> So, so, so we. Oh, or did you want to do the next one? I was going to say to round yeah. out on a positive note. Like, when yeah. do you feel most capable? You know, when do you feel like you know I am champion through this thing? Um, after I do my affirmations, <laughs> um, and like I said, I feel like in the creative space, like once I get like you've seen me in my mode, mm-hmm. I just be like, nah, ain't nobody touching this. Like my, you know, I think that when I 
get out of my own way mm-hmm. and I'm free to be creatively me, that is where I feel most capable because mm-hmm. I know like I don't, you know, I've always been a creative person. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of been put on the back burner in some cases, but I feel like that's where I thrive the most. And I feel most authentically me. And so when I'm able to to do that or work that, like that is where I'm like, okay, I don't really care. Let's go. You know what I mean? I, there's no, there's not a care in the world. It's more of like, okay, I know I got this. I mean, even if I don't got it, it's not a thing of, I feel like an imposter. I'm just going to work till I do get it. You know what I mean? There's no, there's no self doubt there. It's just like, okay, we got it. We can do it. Mine is always right after I'm done, whatever it is that I was. Yes. <laughs> because that's like I feel like I did it now what else can I do like right. what else can I like accomplish real quick mm-hmm. like what little thing that I've been because like once you accomplish that big thing you know that big yeah. task and you can accomplish that little one and you're ready to put something big on your plate so I would say that is definitely when I feel like most capable and you know I'm fortunate and happy that we have not let any of our inner saboteurs our imposter, whatever you want to call it, stop us from doing what we, you know, have been working on now. Right. And I hope that everyone else doesn't do that either. Just keep going. Right. Like this is <laughs> this is like this is like our presentation with the high schoolers, but like right. even more in depth. So I, yeah, I just feel like you know we've had such a great uh, season uh, for this podcast, and the motivation is like just keep going, and we keep learning, and we have pushed aside like any of the self-sabotage stuff that we stereotypically might say to ourselves. I think it's great that we have each other to kind of remind, you know, one another um, when we're doing that and maybe like the motivation we need to be like, nah, we good. We got it. Let's go. Um, And so that's it. I'm so excited we did this episode though. I'm glad. I'm glad we did it too. And and just to also let people know, if you're suffering from imposter syndrome, make sure you're giving yourself credit for all your accomplishments. Right. That's like the big one. Great, man. Give Give yourself some grace. Um, I'm so happy we did this. I can't wait for our next one that we have coming up with just you and I. Um, And we're rounding out the season really nicely. Um, It's been another episode of the Not Your Enemy Speak Out Sessions featuring your boy Jared and your girl Shannon. Make sure you check this out on the Not Your Enemy Brand YouTube page, Not Your Enemy Brand IG page. And check out the site, NotYourEnemyBrand.com. Talk to y'all next time, y'all. Bye, guys. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Not Your Enemy Speak Out Sessions. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at VisionaryCCB and WhoIsTimK. Interested in purchasing apparel? Visit VisionaryCCBStore.com. Until next time, step out, step in, and step up.